Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. Today's return guest is comic book writer Milton Lawson, where I'll be asking him about what comics he's been reading recently, as well as his upcoming comic book series, Orson Welles, Warrior of the Worlds. But before we get into it, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Comic Scene, where you can read comic news and become part of a community of fellow comic lovers. To find out more, be sure to visit comicscene.org. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Milton Lawson, how's it going? Hello, Sam. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, man, I'm I'm pretty good. It's been a nice family day. I'm here on Father's Day as we we're record recording, um, and uh, it's been a nice cool day because it's been a month worth of of quite hot weather over here. I'm um, surprisingly, um, but uh, we had a nice cool day with a little bit of rain in the afternoon. Um, how about yourself? So it's completely the opposite. Um, a lot of Houstonians here in Texas have taken the secret passage down to hell where the temperature is a little cooler. So um, so I didn't do that today, but I might tomorrow. <laughs> fair play, man. Fair play. Um, and uh, for, for anyone that hasn't come across you just yet in the world of comics, what do you do in the world of comics? Well, I kind of have turned out to have two gears. This wasn't by design, but um, half of the time I'm doing science fiction and the other half I do like slice of life uh, comics and um, maybe eventually I will broaden a little bit further and get into some other genres. But at the moment, those those are the main two things I, I work on nice man um and uh yeah we've we're actually before we get into that where's the best place for people to find you online so i guess the best place you know what i i need to modify my answer to that because for the longest time i've said you know the easiest place is just go on twitter i'm citizen milton on twitter i'm fairly active there but that place is kind of turning into a volcano of shit so um, I, I guess I should start saying, um, go to my Substack, uh, Milton.substack.com. I was cool. an early adopter on Substack, so I had, the name Milton was available. So that's pretty easy, anyway. right? Nice, nice. You got in there early. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and of course, that, that link is in the show notes, folks, um, as well as as well as uh, all of Milton's other links that you'll hear through the show. So feel free to click through and check out Milton's work as we're, as we're chatting. Uh, now, it's a real pleasure to have you back on the show because last time um, that we spoke, uh, we left you in a zombie outbreak apocalypse. So how, how's it been treating you? So um, I guess I'm, I'm podcasting from the grave because I'm dead. Um, <laughs> I did manage to escape... Uh, Houston and head up north to stay with my military uncle who is much more uh, pragmatic and uh, has uh, practical skills for survival um, and probably had uh, enough uh, provisions to last a decade. Um, (laughs) However, after about 
three months of living under his iron rule, me and my brother decided, okay, we know what we're doing now. We're going to go off on our own. We just can't hack it here. And within 72 hours, we we were killed. Oh, man. So you're actually going to be um, doing this podcast as a zombie, I guess. Uh, Apparently so. Apparently so. <laughs> full on, man. Full on. Well, you know, there's there's a whole like you know range of zombie types, and you know if you like, it, warm bodies is the one, isn't it? With um, oh, what's the Nick somebody or other the the, the kid from About a Boy, um, and warm bodies. He he kind of becomes like a a, a thinking um zombie basically sort of thing so yeah you know like seemingly you can come back as like a thinking proper zombie person (laughs) type thing um and uh in in that time uh you've actually just uh released um or it's it's about to be uh released isn't it um your upcoming um comic book which is absolutely fantastic yeah, so we, we're kind of both of those things you said are true. We we've sort of already released the first thing, and the real first thing is pending. So what we've got out now is the Ashcan preview, which yes, you you it. can get on ScoutComics.com. Which I've um, I've learned a lot of folks don't know what an Ashcan is, mm. and um, uh, with apologies to the majority of your audience that do know um i'll I'll repeat it it's sort of like a collectible teaser trailer um it's a very limited print run and uh it just sort of kind of teases you and throws you in the environment gives you um a sample of what the vibe is and then uh immediately uh, takes you out of it and goes okay, please continue on. And then um, <laughs> proper issue number one is coming out August 16th. Excellent. Excellent. So not too far away. Um, but um, it's it's an absolutely fantastic premise. So for the folks at home, the title is Awesome Wells, Warrior of the Worlds. Right? Um, and um, it's just reading the ash can, it's out, I just can't wait to like read the thing in full uh, as it as it comes out from from august um you've done an absolutely brilliant job um so my first question for you on this is where on earth did this idea come from you know the the interesting thing is most of the comics or any kind of creative project i've ever done i have a very crystal memory of the the one or two thoughts that added together to create the idea. And this is one of those rare instances where I don't actually remember where I was or what actually prompted it. But the truth is, is it must've just been boiling in my head forever because I've, I've been a fan of Orson Welles for a very, very, very long time. Um, and mm. when I, uh, when I came up with this idea, I, I, I threw it up on a Slack channel with a few, of of my most trusted uh comics uh contemporaries and colleagues um expecting them to go yawn um there there goes Milton again with his weird premises um <laughs> and instead i got um intrigue and requests for well tell us more um and so that's 
the fact that I got some unexpected positive feedback at the very beginning is I think the real winner in the, you know, gestation process. Yeah, totally, man. That, those, those small successes at the start really do make a difference, don't they? Um, and uh, that kind of made you, made you persevere, clearly. Um, and it's ended up at Scout Comics. Yes. Excellent. Um, and uh, yeah, um, it's it's out August 16th. So people can pre-order, I guess, because the, yes. the, the Diamond Code is out there. Yeah, yeah. The Diamond Code is out there. And of course... I I neglected to pull it up. I'll pull it up in my browser here and mm. and mention it again later. Uh, <laughs> you think, bet, oh, man. Here, here oh, it is. You got uh, it. You got it. J U N two three two oh seven seven. There we go. How about that? Perfect. And of course, the, I'll put the preview link in the um in the show notes as well, so people can just click through and, and check it out there and give it to their local comic book shop to, to pre-order um, and, and all of that jazz. But I mean, yeah, absolutely fantastic uh, premise. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, what, what can you say about it um, in terms of like the actual, you know, the, the actual start of it, let's say Milton. The actual what of it? Yes. I misunderstood the question. I'm, I'll, I'll oh, just... sorry. The actual start, like as in, oh. you know, what's what? How, how does how does Orson Welles become become the warrior of the worlds? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, um, the basic premise of this story is: if you're not familiar with the legendary War of the Worlds radio broadcast, Orson Welles did. Um, he adapted H.G. Wells's War of the Worlds into a radio drama, and delivered it in a format that made it seem like it was a normal radio broadcast being interrupted by on-the-scene news reports of an actual alien invasion. And when this went over the airwaves in 1938, people panicked. A lot mm. of people thought that it was a real invasion. Um, and uh, there were reforms in the law over what you could broadcast over the airwaves in response to it. And what the comic book does is it takes the premise low. Well, wait a minute. What if this prank really wasn't a prank? What if it was actually real? And what happens is what they are describing on the radio really did happen. And what happens next is due to his proximity with uh, these events, Orson Welles helps co-found a secret government agency to protect earth from future incursions that is awesome absolutely awesome um and uh yeah that's it's an absolutely fantastic start um to to what's going to be uh, a brilliant story uh how many how many issues sorry Milton? it's going to be seven issues seven epic nice um and how's your creative how was your creative process for that? Did you find it um, easier than other scripts or have you had to really work at it? I had to really work at this one because there were a lot of shifting factors in the ultimate delivery. Um, mm. We originally started this out on Kickstarter to just be a one-time only graphic novel. Mm. And what happened there is we did not succeed. 
Um, and there's a, there's a long story behind that, which I won't bore you too much with, but that failure actually birthed our next opportunity. The fine folks at scout saw the campaign and said, Hey, you know, we realize you didn't make it, but we think this is a great idea. We want to do this. And so we reformatted it to be, um, in one delivery method for scout. And then we had some long COVID delays and mm-hmm. once we sort of emerged from the COVID delays, we went back and forth a few times between, is this going to be a graphic novel? Is this going to be in issues? And ultimately, we landed on issues. Um, but in the course of that conversation, many, many months um, went past. And the number of issues accordioned down and up a few times. I think mm-hmm. we've landed on the perfect final structure. Um, nice. So all in all, um, it ended up where it needed to be, but the process of getting there was quite a challenge. And a lot of times if you, uh, compress or decompress an outline there, there's ripple effects that go, you know, if, if, if I'm currently scripting issue four and we decide, Oh wait, this 12 issue thing is now going to be a seven issue thing. Uh, everything changes all the way back to the beginning. So, um, we're still in the process of that even right now. I'm I'm finalizing the penultimate script right now, mm-hmm. and we we've we've kind of only just now got a really solid view of, of the true size of this thing, how all the beats are going to play out, and I still need to go back and tweak just a couple of panels and a couple of pages before what I'm at now. Right. So it's, I've never done anything like this. And so it, it was quite a challenge and quite a interesting experience. I bet. I bet. Um, and throughout this process, have you, have you used any kind of story structure, um, you know, formats or anything or. No, I had a, I had a strong um, baseline to go from because even though this is a very fantastical premise, one of the core ideas I wanted to do with it was I wanted to play with the idea that everything that we currently know that is factual about Orson Welles's life, I'm not going to change. All right. of those real life events really did happen. Mm-hmm. And so everything that happens in this storyline happens, you know, between the things that we, we know on the record. So the fact that I have that real life, as the skeleton outline and we do follow his entire career mm-hmm. from you know all the way from the orson wells or from the war of the worlds broadcast all the way to his death um if we need to add or subtract things i've got those hinge points in his real life and go like oh okay well th- this part of his life we're, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to not go there and then if right. we uncompress it again like oh well that's back in so i i I didn't have like one of your uh, typical story structure um methodologies here because i i always had the spine of a real life to go from fair play fair play um and my my most important question is does the transformers the movie get a mention at any point (laughs) 
within the first <laughs> 10 pages of issue one is the first <laughs> reference. It's the first reference. Amazing. I love it. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, I anticipated that this would be a, an important uh, question for a lot of the target audience. So, yes. uh, so, <laughs> so it's, um, it's featured in there. That's great. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it comes more than once. Um, and yeah, yeah. I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. Just leave it at that. And then people will have to buy it to, to find out what, you know, um, and I, I, I will be one of those for sure. Um, and uh, tell us, because the art really is, is, it fits really well with the story. Um, and, and Eric, Eric Whalen, is that how you pronounce his, his last name? Yes, Eric Whalen uh, is the artist on the project. And I was incredibly fortunate to have the series of events happen the way they did because originally Eric only agreed to do like 10 pages, but the original structure was going to be, it was going to be kind of a little bit like an anthology and a bit of a jam piece. And Mm -hmm. I had um, seven or eight artists um, committed to do just one chapter each. Um, And they were going to be very short chapters. And, um, Ultimately, when we went from the original Kickstarter plan to a more traditional publishing plan, it just made a lot more sense to unify everything and put everything under one artist. And um, thankfully, Eric agreed. Um, and um, he I think he had no idea what he was agreeing to at, at the moment. Um, so uh, I, I got very fortunate there and I feel really bad on the many 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 extra layers of work that we've put upon this poor man um but he's 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 approaching the end um and he's actually enjoying the the end um so that makes me that makes me feel confident that uh we're kind of on the right track totally that's awesome man um and uh and of course you know the ash can is out there right now so people can buy that it's just it's five bucks on the scout website so that's a pretty good deal Yes. Totally, man. That's awesome. Um, excellent. Um, well, um, apart from, you know, being busy with Awesome Wells, Warrior of the Worlds, um, what comics have you been reading recently? So I am both for enjoyment and for research into one of my next projects. I'm, uh, I'm kind of diving deeply into manga. And there are several manga that I'm uh, either rereading or uh, introducing to myself for the first time. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard this, and I I gave you a list of some of them, and I may I may be adding or subtracting a few things here. But the thing that I'm in the middle of right now is a manga called Bakuman. Have you ever heard of this? I haven't come across this one. No. Um, so, but yeah, tell us more. So this is a manga that is sort of semi-autobiographical from the two creators in Japan who made the manga series Death Note. And Death Note is one of the most fantastic long-form stories I've ever read in any genre or medium. Um, And this tells their story from the very moment that they decide as youngsters in school, Hey, we want to make manga all the way up till they 
get successful enough to have an anime adaptation of one of their manga. Um, and it's a fascinating insight into how the comic creation process differs in Japan versus over here. And it gets heavily detailed in all the steps of the process, um, what the relationship is like with editors, uh, what the relationship is like with um, your peers, um, what the relationship is like with um, your collaborators over there. Most projects of any size, they, they divide the labor. The main artist does the character work. And then there are other artists in the studio who do the environments. Um, and there's kind of a mentoring involved with that. And so, you know, this is sort of like uh, the Confucius uh, adage about the grass always being greener on the other side. But there are so many things about the way Japan does their comics that, from my point of view, is very envious. Um, and I kind of wish I had grown up in that environment. Um, but it's it's just really fascinating. And um, the two fictional creators at the center of it we get to see all of their ideas gestate. Uh, we get to see uh, comics that they try to make and then fail. Um, you see missteps in their career. Mm. Um, and some of the fictional comics they come up with are pretty darn cool in and of <laughs> themselves. Um, and they also come up with fictional comics that they are competing against. Um, and many of them have analogs to real life creators in Japan that I'm not as familiar with. Uh, but it's anyone who's into the creation of, of comics or any sort of creative medium, I'd highly, highly, highly recommend it. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Um, and is is that, I oh know, the original run, I'm just reading on Wikipedia just now, uh, ran from 2008 to 2012. And yeah, um, there were 20 volumes yeah, so twenty it's, volumes. It's quite a bit of back matter to to get through. <laughs> yeah, and then they did an anime adaptation, which yeah. is about I think three seasons, mm -hmm. and like sometimes it goes on Crunchyroll and sometimes it goes on Hulu. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's it's fascinating. I highly recommend it. Fantastic, and oh, actually, there's a there's a game on the Nintendo DS. It says it's interesting. Now, I have not heard about this. That sounds awesome. Yeah, right. No, yeah, I'm just reading on the Wikipedia page. Yeah, yeah there's a Nintendo DS game. Um, if you if you still got a Nintendo DS floating about, <laughs> I don't. But that I, I, that you can might get one. You can just, get one on eBay, <laughs> probably. Yeah, that that might be just viable. Yeah, just there. Totally. And there is a novel as well, apparently. Um, are you kidding? Yeah. See, I'm learning. No. I'm learning all this stuff. See, this is great. Yeah, man. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, no. So a novel uh, came out in 2015. Um, yeah, no. So check that out as well. It's, it's yeah, uh, PCP Perfect Crime Party. It's called. Yeah, so that's I don't know one if of that the means anything. <laughs> that's one of the fictional comics that they create ah, in the in the course of the. Okay, so they must have actually made the comic mm -hmm. that they was a fictional comic, and it was it was a lot of fun within the context of, of the, uh, the, you know, the manga and the anime. So I'm going to have to check that out as well. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's cool. So they've got like a whole massive universe going on here. Um, the whole thing. And that's really cool. I mean, it's almost, 
it's I mean obviously this is after as well like almost like crossover in a way yeah um kind of but like I mean this is before crossover uh Backerman um so yeah no oh that's really cool that's awesome isn't it yeah and then a couple other manga that I'm reading um the the main project that I sort of have it's like my north star that I'm heading towards that I'm just not ready uh to release yet it's it's still going to be gosh two or three years before it's ready for release but I'm 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 working on it is mm. a, a sort of a science fiction and sports mashup and sports is a uh very popular genre within manga mm. um and my favorite of it is thus far is a, a manga called Haikyuu um which is believe it or not about a high school volleyball team <laughs> and had you just told me beforehand like hey you're you're going to like this um and not only like but be riveted by this high school volleyball story i would have thought you were crazy <laughs> um but the 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 creator behind it actually did play uh highly competitive volleyball in his youth right. and um the details of the techniques and the skills and the strategies um and the various strengths and duties of each individual position is stunning and masterful and you're riveted by all of the subtleties in the game of volleyball and um they have they have a wide array of uh characters in the each of the positions on the team as well as the chief competitors um of the the teams that they go up against over the course of uh several seasons um and artwork is stunning um and uh at one point like a year or so ago uh, maybe it was two years at this point it was um it was wrapping up its run in Japan and in the United States, it was routinely number one or number two on the Amazon bestseller chart for, for manga. Um, and so uh, that there are a lot of fans of it. Uh, if you go to um, any comic convention in the U.S., uh, you will see a lot of cosplayers uh, donning mm. the uniforms of the various volleyball teams in this, in this universe. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it's like you know it could be haiku versus um uh my hero academia <laughs> you know? uh, oh yeah 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 for a while my my hero academia was probably Way the number there. one yeah. cosplayed uh anime manga thing and mm-hmm. i think haiku surpassed it uh wow. about two years ago nice. um but it's it's close it's close yeah, no, totally, totally. Um, that's awesome, man. Um, and was there another one? And in American comics, I have not completed it, but I'm thoroughly enjoying, I'm in the middle of uh, Superman Space Age by uh, Russell and Allred. And um, the thing I didn't expect it to be was um, just the, the massive scope of, of the whole project. I, when I saw that, you know, Mark Russell was writing a Superman story, I was immediately excited because I, I love basically everything he does. Mm. I'm completely in the tank for everything Mark Russell does. 
Um, I've been a fan all the way back to um, this um, illustrated prose book that he did uh, called God is Disappointed in You. I don't, right. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but he basically, that one, but... <laughs> he, he summarized the entire Christian Bible chapter by chapter by chapter wow. um, at, in sort of a very high level Wikipedia like fashion. However, with devastatingly funny um, sense of humor and commentary. Mm. Um, and um, it, it, it was just one of the best books I've read in you know the past 10 years or so and so I've, I've been a fan of his ever since and when i saw that he was doing a superman book i thought okay cool we're gonna get you know we're gonna get a glimpse of like you know a superman story in his voice that'll be interesting um but i i just wrongly assumed it was just going to be some like narrowly focused uh story uh but in many ways within i don't know how many issues the original one was i think it's like 10 or 12 issues um he essentially reimagines the entire superman universe and parts of the dc universe his own take on all of it wow and i believe it's nominated for an eisner this year nice nice very cool um yeah no i wasn't i wasn't aware of this one i hadn't heard any uh, chatter about it or anything um so that's really cool and then the last thing i'll mention i bet many of the listeners already have this um and are familiar with it but uh recently i received the kickstarter reward um from shelly bond's book fast times in comic book editing she right. was an editor at vertigo during the you know the most amazing run of Vertigo's existence. Um, and uh, it's just a fascinating insight into the process back then. So it's sort of a book into Bakuman. Bakuman gives you an insight into manga um, and fast times in comic book editing gives you insight into, you know, American indie comics. That's awesome, man. Um, so we've got a nice big spread there. Um, of like, uh, you know, a Superman book, some some manga, and a, you know, um, comic creator insider book as well. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah, and I'm I must confess, um, I I've heard other creators say this on podcasts before, and I groan every time I hear it. Um, but it is true. Um, the the amount of time that I spend on actual comic creation is eating into my comics reading time. So I don't get mm-hmm. to read as much as I used to before I made the yeah. transition. And yeah. I'm sure, you know, there isn't a lot of sympathy for that kind of a good problem, but it's, yeah. it's definitely, it's definitely a factor. Oh, no, it totally is. Um, you know, trying to win the war against time is a is a constant battle <laughs> for yeah. all of us. Whether it be kind of you know uh, work, family, um, you know, wanting to do create your own things rather than just reading, um, things like that, and even vice versa. Um, really, it's just you know it's a constant battle to to try and beat Mister Time, isn't it? Um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, we can we can but do what we can. <laughs> yeah yeah like sam what what is your opinion on this thing um 
I've, I've thought about um, like doing a pie chart about the fundamental time investment on, mm. on independent comics creating and just have two categories. Mm. Like the fun creative stuff that was the whole reason that you wanted to get into comics creating in the first place. Yeah. And then the not fun businessy um, <laughs> uh, side of the equation. Yeah. Um, and what, what, what would you put that number at? Uh, well, I mean, I'd, I'd always, I'd aspire to keep it at least 60% of the time. You should be trying to do like the fun creative stuff. Um, and, you know, if you're doing 40% and that's not, that's an okay balance. Obviously you'd want to try and increase it more and more, particularly, you know, if you become more and more successful, um, you want to try and be able to delegate all of the boring business stuff, basically um and uh yeah no so like really try and at least aim for 60 40 um and try and increase it as the years go by you know what i think that's that's a good goal to maintain i think i think i'm presently underwater but i think i could get Mm -hmm. to that 60 percent um soon so uh, oh that's great man that's great i will i will aim for that yeah exactly because i i mean i should say you know you you know raise a good point there that you know particularly at the beginning it's it's really you know you do have to put a lot of time into like the business end of things and it would probably yeah be more like you know 60 40 the other way where you're doing 60 percent of the business stuff and only 40 percent of the fun creative stuff and even less you know it could be 70 30 80 20 i don't know um but ideally yeah if you if you want to make it a sustainable career and you want to get the most out of it in terms of you know enjoying it um then yeah reaching that 60 percent is definitely a good goal gotcha that sounds good cool dude um well uh milton lawson thank you again for for coming on comics with the apocalypse it's been uh really fun catching up uh uh, it's amazing what you've been able to achieve whilst being a zombie so congratulations um (laughs) thank you (laughs) (laughs) and for the listeners one more time where's the best place to find you online uh first try my substack uh, milton.substack.com and second find me on twitter uh at citizen milton rock and roll man that's perfect um and of course all of those links from the show notes folks so uh, feel free to go check out uh milton's um socials and also his work particularly awesome wells warrior of the worlds um fantastic work on that um and uh yeah same to same to eric as well he's done a great job with it and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to to getting all of the issues awesome thank you hey no worries milton you take care man you're welcome back anytime Oh, awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye for now. Thanks again to Milton for being on Comics for the Apocalypse. It was an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review for us on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. If you'd like to check out Milton's work or follow him on social media, those links are in the show notes, along with all our own links to the various areas of the internet. Speaking of which, if you haven't already, be sure to visit Comic Scene's website at comicscene.org for comic news and other fun sequential art stuff. And finally, as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the near future, I'll see you next time. Bye for now.